Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices are power, communications and connections company. I'm a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Hi, I am Kristen Sparks. And this is Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? And I welcome you to our monthly one-on-one, you and me. I am so excited to bring you Me-Vember. This is our 21-day challenge for the month of November. Come and join us on Joy Community on Facebook or www.wrarinc.com for our 21-day challenge. We are going to take you to new heights of falling in love with you. That's what this is all about, is taking care of who you are so that you can be the best that you can be. It's amazing when you sit down and fall in love with yourself. For 21 days, we are going to go through steps and techniques, ideas, ideas and challenges each week. You can join us on our Monday motivation webinars. You can join us online at our website and you can join us on the Facebook group and keep up to date with what is happening for this challenge. And then we will be bringing you challenges throughout the year on different things and different places and different ideas. So join us again. I'm really excited that you're here. It's time to do you. It's time to release doubt. It is time to invest in some self-care. And that's what I want to talk about this week is a little self-care and what self-care means. So we all hear this whole thing about self-care. We all hear about taking care of ourselves first And some of us here, selfish. Well, self-care does not mean selfish. Self-care is about making sure that our base needs are met, then making sure that, and our base needs by, you know, shelter, food, water, those kind of base needs, financial bills are paid every month. Then we get into those growth needs. What do I need to further my education, transformation, career, family, whatever it might be. 
And then we get into our more esoteric and future planning needs. And these are all part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs into Barrett value system. And we fall into self-care kind of in the middle when we take care of our base needs. So we start with those ones that are about self-growth. And those can be going to a seminar, going to a retreat, getting involved in an education, whether it's higher education, religious education, transformation education, maybe doing some programs, other things like that, whether you're wanting to have a side job or a side hobby, turn a hobby into a second job or into a first job. We might need a little education. You know, when I first started using tools, when I mean tools, I'm talking about drills and high-powered saws and all of these things. I didn't know how to run them. I didn't know how, heck, I bought some and had, did not run them. I had to go take some classes. And sometimes those classes were just taking online YouTubes, you know, for goodness sakes. And sometimes it was going to the local high school and talking to the woodworking teacher and saying, hey, I need a little help. Can you teach me how to use this saw or this drill? And getting those extra nudges in what we do is part of self-care too. We talked to Marcy last week and Marcy Shymoff, who will be one of our keynote speakers at the retreat. And she was talking about maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it is going outside for a walk in nature. You know, for me, it's pole dancing and meditation. Those are two really important pieces of my day. If I can go for a walk with my wife, it's wonderful. I've got shin splints right now, so I can't do that. But, you know, it's just those little pieces that we can do during the day that make us good with us. Another treat that Marcy gave us was the idea of writing on a post-it note, what can I do right now for me? And putting that on your refrigerator, on your computer, and then twice a day getting up and doing that whatever that might be at that given moment. Another one that's really important to me is the mirror exercise. And that is where every night as I'm either getting ready for bed, taking my medication, whatever that might be, saying to myself, Kristen, I love you while I look deep into my own eyes. And then I state, you were incredible today. Today, you had these five wins, whatever that might be. Today, I got out of bed and today I meditated for 15 minutes. And today, I journaled. And Kristen, today, you took self-care as your number one priority. And today, you made dinner with your wife. And today, you did the mirror exercise. Kristen, I love you and I am so proud of you. You are an amazing, kind, and loving woman. And I am proud to call you me. I love you, Kristen. That was an amazing gift that was given to me by Jack Canfield, the mirror exercise. And 
it is on my website at www.wrarinc.com under resources, along with some meditations, if you're interested in doing that, starting that. Um, And we'll be adding more as we go. Another good one for me is breath work. And I had not realized how popular breath work had become until I started, decided to do this podcast and was working through the podcast accelerator with Michelle Soro and Jenny from Jenny Media. And don't ask me to pronounce her last name because I'm very bad at that. But she's amazing. And they were talking about breath work. And I said, well, do you think that might be important for me? I'm having trouble with kind of breathing since the cancer and is that important? And Michelle piped up, it is so important for no matter where you are in life. And I hadn't realized that I was already doing it, number one, but I hadn't realized how important it really is to breathe completely. And what I mean by breathe completely is you are opening up your whole entire chest cavity and allowing your lungs to expand as large as they can. And this is easy to tell when you're doing this, if you lay on your back and do it on a comfortable floor, you want something that's, you know, got a little bit of support, but you don't want it so hard that it's uncomfortable to be at yoga mat. If you've got that, that would be great, but just lay on the yoga mat and relax into it, breathe deep, and then just let your lungs expand all the way into your ribs. Let them fall to the ground, all the way down into your abdomen cavity, as much air as you can get in and then breathe out slowly. And then do that again about five times, each time filling your cavity with a little more air, just allowing that energy to settle through your whole lung system. It's amazing how large your lungs really are. I had not realized how little I breathed. I know, isn't that funny? You breathe, it's just a thing. Your body does it, right? You, you know, you learn to do that the minute you walk out. <laughs> I don't know if you walked out, but I didn't. It's the minute you come out of the uterus. And yet we don't breathe. We don't breathe deeply. We don't breathe mindfully until we start to think about it or until somebody says, maybe you should do some breath work. I learned to do this with my yogi and she would have me just breathe as deep as possible, allowing all of my lung space to be taken up with air and then to release. And when I release to release all the negativity. And of course that's a really important piece to this, but it's also kind of uncomfortable because you're taking in all this air and then you're, she wanted you to as loud as possible go, And that just kind of released all of the emotion, all of the negativity, got rid of all of that before we started our practice of yoga, because it brought me into me, kept me into me and 
mindful of where I was at the time that I was doing this. Breath work is really important. Another one that is really good is the box breath, and it helps to release anxiety. And when you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed, it's great to stop and do this as a self-care process. And a box breath, if you don't know what that is, is a count of four. You're doing four in, you hold for four, you do four out, and you hold for four, and you do it for four times. So it goes like this. You go in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And then you do that four times. And that stops your system, your whole body system, from sending all of those overwhelmed signals and the cortisol and your hormones all going. And I'm not going to tell you what they all are because I'm not a doctor. But um, everything that starts running through your system, it stops it and helps you get mindful right here, right now in the present so that you can stop the overwhelm. You know, anything that takes you out of a situation where you're having a problem with overwhelm or stress will help. And it does that because another avenue of self-care is getting enough water. I am the worst when it comes to getting enough water your body is made up of 90% water. And when we don't replenish that water during the day, it pulls it from our cells and coffee, any caffeine, tea, soda, whatever pulls that water from your cells as well. And I am a huge coffee drinker. I love my coffee. So I have to replenish twice as much caffeine or twice as much water with caffeine that I drink. So if I drink a cup of coffee, I have to drink two cups of water. So it is imperative for our body function to have water. And I don't know how many of you know or understand this, but I am a recovering bladder leaker. I guess is the best way to put that. Basically, I wet my pants. Used to wet my pants when I would dance. I would wet my pants when I jumped. I wet my pants when I would sneeze. I would wet my pants when I was laughing. I would wet my pants pretty much any time. And I had surgery back in 2002, first time. 2002, to, I had a hysterectomy and a bladder sling at that point in my life. And in 2002, I was... 37 years old. So I was pretty young and I had been wetting my pants for a really long time. And then I had to have another one about 10 years later. And that one I had prolapse. So I had basically my whole insides coming out. Even though I didn't have a uterus, the the um, vaginal canal was collapsing. I had rectocele, which means that the muscles split and the bowel, although it was just the muscle of the bowel came through. So in order to poop, I had to push that down. It was a mess. And I had all of that done, bladder sling again, to 
stop the bladder leaks, stop all of the rectocele, stop all of the prolapse. And that lasted me until I had my fall. And then the fall took out the bladder sling again. And I had to, well, it took out the prodendal nerve, which controls the bladder. Didn't take the bladder sling out itself, but it took the prodendal nerve out that controls the bladder. So I had to have an inner stem put in which is used primarily to help women who have bladder control issues. So while that wasn't what we used it for, it was the sidebar, hallelujah for me, except that I couldn't feel the need to pee. So that was why we needed to use it. So what my bladder will get full, I don't know that it's full. And I've trained it over the last 10 years. It feels a little bit more than it used to. There's a pressure versus a full. It's kind of different, but I've trained myself to understand what that means. That helps. But my point is you need water to fill your bladder. And when you fill your bladder, you're putting pressure on the urethra. And if the urethra can't hold the urine, then you'll wet your pants. Kegels help making sure that you do those can assist, but asking for help if you need help or assistance and you can get electronics that can help you now that will stop that there. And then there's all these new products that are out. I haven't tried anything else. I don't have recommendations on anything, but the inner stem definitely works. It's a beautiful thing. But you need to fill your bladder by replenishing the water in your system so that your functioning can happen the way that it's supposed to. And that is self-care. Self-care, so many people think of it as being something that's selfish. And really, it's not. Because if you are wetting your pants all the time, who wants to go dancing with their husband or their wife or their sister or their friend? or themselves for that matter, right? It's embarrassing. I don't want to go around smelling like urine. I don't want to go around embarrassed because I've got pee all over the floor from jumping up and down, sneezing, laughing, whatever it might be. I just, it's not something I want to do. So self-care, drinking lots of water because your body and your system needs that. And then on the other side of it, as a woman, and I'm, I know there's men as well that have the same issue, take care of it. Okay, the, there's another one. I am not, and I don't know if you've noticed this about me, we've put some things out on, on Roar TV. I'm not like huge on what I look like. Self looks have never been big. And part of that came from growing up with a mom who was allergic to so much stuff, makeup, lotions perfumes, things like that, which I am now allergic to too. I could not use, mom didn't teach me how to use them. So I didn't really understand how to use makeup. So I'm not a real big proponent of makeup. I'm pretty natural. But one of the things that I have are hooded lids. And I didn't know this was a thing either because we just don't talk about stuff. I don't know about you, but going out and, and actually going, oh, you have hooded lids. Oh, you have this because heck, you know, you don't want to say anything to someone else that might be embarrassing to them. So 
we kind of keep it to ourselves and don't talk about these things. But anyway, so I found out that you could do something about it. The eye doctor finally says to me, you know, you probably ought to do something about this. They're going to fall over your eyes and you're not going to be able to see. And I realized that that's what I'd been seeing all this time was my lids, not (laughs) my eyelashes. So I went to the doctor and I'm going to have them done. And the whole reason I started talking about the looks and I'm not, you know, a huge proponent of makeup. I, you know, don't really go to the restroom and, and look in the mirror at myself for what do I look like today? I might brush my hair a little bit. I might put on some lipstick once in a great while, but um, for the most part, I'm not really huge on makeup. So I was a little taken aback. He's like, okay, we could do this under your eyes and we could do these over your lips and, you know, we could lift this back. And I'm like, whoa, this is my face, man. I do want to do the lids because I think that would be really great to be able to see again. But it also, here's the other thing. I could wear some makeup, I could wear some mascara and you'd be able to tell that I was wearing mascara. I could wear a little eyeshadow, you know, who knows, maybe I'll get really crazy and start doing like that painted eyeshadow or something just because I can. But anyway, so I'm going to do that because the insurance company will cover it because the fact that it's going to cover my eyes, but the rest of it, I'm not doing, you know, I thought about doing under my eyes because, you know, the allergies have given me these bags, but it's like, you know what? That is part of my journey. It's part of my badges. It's part of my life badges. I'm going to start collecting life badges and I am going to put them all over my stuff. (laughs) I don't know if y'all were in uh, Girl Scouts or in Campfire Girls, which is what I was in, but we collected badges like the Boy Scouts. And I still have my jar of badges and beads that we collected that meant something. And I'm going to start doing them. I give myself life badges. And one of them is the bags under my eyes is a life badge. So I'm keeping those, but that is self-care. That is caring about the self. That's what self-care is all about. And that is what I hope I passed on to you a little bit today. Take care of yourself. I love you. You are amazing. You are giving. You are kind. Love, joy, and grace. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar? Roar.